the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. When the fullness of time had come, or just the the set time that God had set for Jesus Christ, the Savior, to come into the world to redeem mankind, Jesus Christ came. For Isaac, Isaac came at the appointed time, at the set time that God had determined for him to be. Trust the Lord and his timetable for things. In today's message from Pastor Dan, he encourages you to keep trusting in the Lord for your life. God holds and knows the future. You do not. Therefore, don't worry and wonder if he hears your prayers. He hears you. God has a time and a place for everything. If there is something that he has for you, he will bring it about in his timing. Pastor Dan urges you to keep surrendering your cares to the Lord. He's got you and your future, and his timing is perfect. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 21 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Sometimes when God does stuff like that, it, it just makes you laugh, right? I don't know if it made that couple laugh to now have two you know, newborns. Uh, I thought it was funny, but I don't know if they did. The Bible says God is able to do infinitely more than we might ask or think. And sometimes the way he chooses to do it can be amusing. And so verse 7, she also said, Who would have said to Abraham, that Sarah would nurse children, for I have borne him a son in his old age. I mean, you can just tell Sarah's mind is blown by what God has done for her and Abraham. So the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. Now, in those days, they would wean a child, uh, usually between the ages of three to five years old, about. So, you know, so the, the child would nurse, uh, you know, kind of longer than we do today with, with babies from about three to five years of age. And then once the child was weaned, Abraham threw a big celebration. Nowadays, uh, Jewish families typically will have a celebration when the son is circumcised on the eighth day. Back then, they celebrated when the child was weaned. Why? Because there was a high infant mortality rate. Uh, and if your child lived to the age of weaning, chances are your child's going to live into adulthood. And so then they would wait till the child's weaned, and then they could celebrate the child's life. Now, Isaac and the birth of Isaac here is an unmistakable type or picture 
of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. And that's what I want to talk about with our remaining time. Isaac is an unmistakable type or picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. The birth of Isaac is similar to the birth of Jesus Christ. And so it's a picture of the birth of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 5, Jesus said, All the scriptures testify of me. And he was speaking of the Old Testament, not the New Testament. The New Testament wasn't written yet. And so he says, All of the scriptures, all of the Old Old Testament testifies of me. It all points to Jesus Christ. After the resurrection of Jesus in Luke chapter 24, Jesus met with the two men who were on the road heading to Emmaus, and he gave them a Bible study. And it says in Luke 24 that beginning at Moses and all the prophets, Jesus expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So all the scriptures concern Jesus Christ. Jesus began at Moses, meaning he began at Genesis and started at Genesis and worked his way through the Old Testament and explained to his disciples all the scriptures in the Old Testament that were actually speaking about and pointing to him. Wouldn't you like to have a copy of that sermon, right? Probably the greatest Bible study ever given. And so that's why when we're reading the Old Testament, We always want to look for Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. And it's also why it's important to study the Old Testament. You know, there's kind of a move these days within the church to just disregard the Old Testament. You don't need the Old Testament. The Old Testament isn't relevant. Well, the Old Testament is the Bible that Jesus had. He didn't have a New Testament. Uh, The early church didn't have a New Testament. They had the Old Testament. And Jesus says, all of the scripture testify of me. All of the Old Testament is talking about me. And so it's important for us to study the Old Testament. As you've seen, as we've gone through Genesis and our Old Testament study on Thursday night, uh, it's very important. It's very relevant. The birth of Isaac points to the birth of Jesus Christ in several ways. I want to point out to you with our remaining time, Eight ways the birth of Isaac is a picture or a type of the birth of Jesus Christ. Eight ways the birth of Isaac is a picture of the birth of Jesus Christ. First of all, the birth of Isaac was promised long before he was actually born. The birth of Isaac was promised long before he was actually born. God told Abraham and Sarah that they would have a son Several times, as we've seen in our study of Genesis, God has been telling Abraham this since Genesis chapter 12, that he was going to have a son. So it, it was told before his, his birth that he would have a son. Similarly, the birth of Jesus was promised long before he was born. There are hundreds of Old Testament prophecies describing the coming Messiah. Uh, you, uh, Micah 5.2, for example, just to give you a couple examples. Micah 5.2 tells us that the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem, names the town. Hundreds of years before Jesus is born in Bethlehem, Micah 5.2 tells us he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Isaiah 9.6 is another verse. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son 
is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So there's all these Old Testament prophecies about the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ, written long before he was actually born. So the birth of both Isaac and Jesus were promised beforehand. Second, the names of Isaac and Jesus were announced before their birth. We've seen that here in Genesis, back in Genesis chapter 17, verse uh, 19. God speaking to Abraham said, No, Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. We see again over in verse 21, but my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this set time next year. So God announced that his name would be Isaac before he was even born. Over in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 1, when the angel appears to Joseph, because Joseph has found out that Mary is pregnant, he's thinking about putting her away privately, divorcing her because she's, she's pregnant. And it says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus." For he will save his people from their sins. So the name of Isaac was announced beforehand and the name of Jesus was announced beforehand. Third, both the name Isaac and the name Jesus had important meanings. Uh, Isaac means laughter. We've talked about the meaning behind his name, why he was named Isaac. Jesus, as we just read in Matthew chapter 1, means Jehovah is salvation. Jehovah is salvation. The angel said to Joseph, you shall name, name him Jesus, for he will save his people from his sins. Jehovah is salvation. His name describes his mission. Jesus is God. Jesus is Jehovah. And he came to save us from our sins. That's why he died on the cross. That's why he was resurrected. To save us from our sins. So both their names have meaning. Fourth, both conceptions were miraculous. Both conceptions were miraculous. Isaac's conception and birth was a miracle of God because Abraham and Sarah were past the age of having children. They were, they were too old to have children. Uh, Genesis 18.11 says Sarah had passed the age for childbearing, meaning she was physically unable to have children. Um, a couple passages in the New Testament for us that speaks to this. Uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 18, says of Abraham, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, 
so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to, to perform. Abraham did not consider the deadness of his own body or the deadness of Sarah's womb. Meaning they, they, were, they were too old to physically create a, a baby. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now let's finish today's message. Uh, Another passage in Hebrews 11, uh, verse 11, says, uh, By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a son, bore a child, when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. She's past the age. She didn't have strength, physical strength, to conceive and have a child Uh, But she received it by faith. So the conception of Isaac and birth of Isaac was a miracle, just as the conception of Jesus was a miracle. Right? Mary was a virgin. Isaiah 7, 14, right? She she was a a virgin. She did not know a man, and yet she conceived in her womb the child Jesus Christ. So it's a miraculous conception for both. Fifth, Abraham and Sarah were confused when God promised them a son because of their age and inability to conceive. Mary was also confused by the promise of God and the announcement that she would have a child. Again, if you're, if you're in Genesis, if you look back in Genesis chapter 17, verse 15, and this is where he, God says to Abraham, verse 15, As for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarah, but Sarah or Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name, and I will bless her, and I will give you a son by her, then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations, kings of peoples shall be from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed, and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old, and shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child he's just like he's confused like how is this even going to happen how is this even possible sarah has a similar response in chapter 18 verse 10 through 14 Uh, and god said in verse 10 i will certainly return to you according to the time of life and behold sarah your wife shall have a son sarah was listening in the tent door when which was behind him Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. Sarah had had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? 
Just, it, you know, it's just confused. How? How is this even possible? Because of their age. Mary was also confused by the announcement that she would have a child. In Luke chapter 1, the angel appears to Mary, tells her she's going to have the Messiah, the Holy One, the Son of God will be born to you. And so she says, in response to that, Luke chapter 1, verse 34, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit come upon you and power of the highest will overshadow you. And therefore also the Holy One who is born, who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So, so Mary's response was, How? Abraham and Sarah, their response was, how? We're too old. Mary was, how? I'm a virgin. I don't know a man. Sixth. Sixth. God's response to Sarah and Mary was essentially the same. God's response to Sarah and Mary was essentially the same. Here in Genesis chapter 18, verse 13, when Sarah laughed and said, you know, am I going to, you know, am I going to have a baby at my age? Uh, God's response to that, uh, God's response to that was, is, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? You have the same response in Luke chapter one, verse 37, where God says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Was anything too hard? With God, nothing's impossible. Seventh, both Isaac and Jesus were born at the appointed time. Look at verse 2 of chapter 21. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. So at the set time, she bore Isaac. Uh, over in the New Testament, Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, uh, there it says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. When the fullness of time had come, or just the, the set time that God had set for Jesus Christ, the Savior, to come into the world to redeem mankind. Jesus Christ came. For Isaac, Isaac came at the appointed time, at the set time that God had determined for him to be born. And then finally, the eighth, the eighth thing here, uh, both births were accompanied by great Joy, great joy. Chapter 21, verse 6 again. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh and all who hear will laugh with me. There was great joy when Isaac was born. And then we see in the New Testament, Luke chapter 1, verse 46, when Jesus was born, Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. And then in Luke chapter 2, we, we see the, the angelic beings celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. 
Luke chapter 2, verse 10. Then the angel said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So there is great joy for the birth of Isaac and great joy for the birth of Jesus. Now, as, as for, a, for a Jewish person... As they're reading through the Bible, right? They're reading through the Old Testament. If they read the New Testament, they read the story of Jesus Christ. And if they're familiar with their Old Testament, they're going to say, wait a minute. This story sounds familiar. This is just like the birth of Isaac. That's because God has this story of Isaac as a foreshadowing, as a picture, as a type To point to Jesus Christ. So that when Jesus Christ is born, it bells start going off for those that are familiar with the story of Isaac. So the birth of Isaac points to Jesus Christ. Now here's the really cool thing. We're not going to get there for a couple weeks, but in chapter 22, Abraham will take his adult son Isaac to a place called Mount Moriah. And he's going to take him up up Mount Moriah to offer him as a sacrifice to God. Mount Moriah is the location of Calvary. Where Jesus Christ is crucified for the sins of the world. So as we move through with Isaac and we get to chapter 22 in a few weeks. We're going to see that Isaac also points to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we get to chapter 24, like in four years, Abraham is going to send his unnamed servant to go find a bride for his son. And his servant, Abraham's the father's servant, is going to bring a bride for his son. It's a picture of the father sending the Holy Spirit into the world to bring a bride, the church, for his son, Jesus Christ. All of this foreshadowing, all of these pictures, all of these types. You know, it's, it's, you, you have, you know, the, with Isaac pointing to his miraculous birth, his death, his resurrection, the Holy Spirit bringing a bride, all, all of it, all of it pointing to Jesus Christ. Now, here, here we go. This, we're going to close with this. If you're taking notes, Galatians chapter 3, verse 8. Galatians chapter 3, verse 8. Paul tells us God proclaimed the gospel to Abraham. That God proclaimed the gospel to Abraham. Well, what's the gospel? Jesus Christ died for our sins. He was buried, resurrected the third day. You read that. That God proclaimed the gospel to Abraham. And if you're like me, you think, well, how, how? How did God proclaim the gospel to Abraham? Through the picture that is found in Isaac. The birth of Isaac, the offering of Isaac, the rescuing of Isaac from sacrifice, all of it. The picture of the gospel is in his son, 
Isaac. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created, and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person. But God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul. If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. Recognize the hands that craft and am well, I know because I know his voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. And knowing that you cannot find alone. And if you listen carefully and sometimes even if you General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.